Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Oh shit, I just lost my wedding ring. Oh well that's not good. No. Or is it? Because whatever you're not wearing that ring, you're technically single. Is that how it works? I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. If the ring's not on the finger, you can do whatever you want. Sweet. Well, all I really want to do is just continue to podcast. Okay, great. And something I can do while I'm married. Yeah, that's um, true. It's not like you're missing out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe this will get a little dirtier than it normally does. <laughs> Maybe. And tell you what, see how it goes. If we're doing the podcast and somehow some sexy singles end up mingling in your area, uh, yep. then... You know, we can incorporate them into the show somehow. <laughs> there is an Instagram ad for one of those mingles in your area thing. Oh, yeah. And my God, this this app looks creepy as hell. I forget the name of it. But it comes up with, it goes, like, girls in your area. But it's showing the girls' movements around the street. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And it's like, that's stalking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that ad. I've never tried the app. Well, you can now. Now's your chance, Luke. I can. We could do a Luke uh, reviews of a uh, of a dating app while ever you're <laughs> not wearing your wedding ring. Pretty sure that's how it works. All right. Well, I will have apps installed for next time. We're doing the podcast, and I managed to lose my ring mm-hmm. two seconds before we start. Yeah. See, the problem is, is I fiddle. Go on. You know me. I can't sit or stand still. It's true. Always been moving around, and my wedding ring's a little big at the moment, so I spin it. Right. And just as we sort of went start, I've just spun it. It's gone, jumped, and it's gone away. You know what you need? You need a fidget spinner. I do. I have three at my desk at work, but I need to get one for here as well. Do you need three at work, or could you say have I don't know two at work and one at home? Well, the reason I have three is I tend to walk around, and I'll leave one on people's desks, so it's always good to have a couple of backups. That's why I always have. Like, I've got backups of everything, except wife. I do. <laughs> yeah. I've got backup televisions, backup Xboxes. Hopefully you don't need a backup wife. I do that with uh, my glasses and cups of coffee. Mm. So once I get back to my desk, I have to go back and retrace my steps and see whose desk I left my glasses on and whose desk I left my coffee on. Yeah. Speaking of apps that we don't like, mm. do you want to hear the most bullshit hipster millennial thing that I've ever come across? Yes, I think I do. Okay, so Huey was out with work people the other night, right? And mm-hmm. their interns were there too, right? So these are people that are like 20 years old. And they get they work for free? Uh, I don't know how that I've never works. understood how interns no, work. No, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never worked for a company successful enough to have an intern. No. I mean, millennials may as well live on a different planet to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yep. understand anything about what they do or say. Or enjoy. Anyway, one of them said to Hui, let's take a selfie. Hui said, sure. And she said, okay. I've got this great app on my phone, right, that simulates an old-timey camera, like from the 90s. Okay? Okay. And Hui's like, okay, sure. I don't really give a shit, but let's let's take the picture. Yep. Photo's a photo? Yeah. Took the photo. Hui says, okay, let's see it. She goes, oh, uh, we have to wait 72 hours. What? The reason it's a retro camera is because now you have to wait till that photo develops. Oh my god! And it takes three days. That's ridiculous! Then you get your photo. So it's not actually... The quality's not from the 90s. Correct. It's just the time you wait to see it. Correct. So I, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I literally couldn't believe it. It's like... It's, it's like millennials have like imploded on themselves now, right? Mm. I, I just don't understand this at all. So I went over to TheVerge.com. Right, because they seem to understand shit that I don't. So I searched for this app, and uh, providing that it's the one I found, it's called Gudak, Gudak, Gudak. Anyway, I don't know how to say this, right? Mm -hmm. But not only do you have to wait three days for your pictures to develop, and I'm doing air quotes here, you can also only shoot 24 pictures. Before you go and get them developed, yeah, because that's a role. So do you have to do you have to take all twenty four first and then wait seventy two days? I believe so. I believe when your role is empty, you can then go and get it developed, and three days later you can have a look at your pictures. Okay, is it wrong that my mind just worked out a way that perverts would be able to use this camera? (laughs) 
Go on. Well, look, if you're a pervert that tries to stay, take sneaky pictures of people mm-hmm. and you get caught yeah. and they go, well, look at my phone, there's nothing on it. Because there's no photo there to yeah, be seen. Yeah, true. So, I mean, if that's the only thing holding you back, then this this app is the answer. I don't know why that's where I, I went with it, but... No, no, man. I mean, you know, that's that's certainly a practical application. I mean, spies could use it too for that same reason. But, you know... Yes. You could also use it to upskirt or down blouse. I, I, I don't understand how people can do that. It's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, for it sure. It really ballsy. is. Yeah. I mean, I've seen guys nearly strain their necks trying to look up a girl's skirt on an escalator, for example. And I'm like, come on, buddy. We went out one night. Yes. And there was this girl walking upstairs and a very short skirt. Mm-hmm. And then this guy walked up next to us and bent down yeah. to look yeah. up. Yeah. It was at like Town Hall Station or somewhere, right? In Sydney. Yeah. 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 I mean, in that case, you're probably drawing less attention to yourself if you just take a cheeky pic. Not that that makes it okay. No, it's not okay. You should not be going out of your way to see it. Sometimes you get you get a little you get a little peek. If that happens, that's that that, that happens. That's just the universe giving you a little wink and saying, "Live another day." It's not all bad. All right, maybe we should try to take this conversation elsewhere because it's just really creepy at the moment. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes, yes you can. You're you're more into sports than me and you don't tolerate racism. So you're in a unique yes. position to potentially be able to answer a question for me of something that I don't fully understand. Fire away. Do you know the origin of this controversy at the moment with American footballers kneeling during the national anthem? Yes, it started last year that one of the players knelt during the thing going and it's sort of it's a bit of a protest. Like I'm not gonna kneel for this actually. Why there's so much? Um, it's a whole Black Lives Matter thing. Okay. So in other words, you're supposed to stand up for it, but he stayed down on one knee. Yes. And said, "I'll stand up for the national anthem when America starts being nicer to black people." Yeah. When we start treating everyone equally. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. That's fair. I'm not gonna say I completely understand. I don't understand what people are going through. Mm. But I can understand the process, protest, and I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of hate, man. I'm seeing a lot of use of the N-word and calling to mm-hmm. fire anyone from the league that doesn't stand. Yeah, that, that's the sort of people, that's the sort of attitude that they're sort of protesting against. So it's not really helping anything. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's helping to prove their point, right? Yeah. Luke, another kind of discrimination that's going on right now that might affect you is that NASA have come out and said that when they do send missions to Mars, yep, they only want to send women. What, what, what do you mean? That, so women and, and Luke? No, no, I'm afraid not Luke. In fact, that's the reason they don't want to do it. They did studies on mixed, mixed sex. That sounds a bit weird. What am I trying to say when you've just got both? Co- co- co-ed? Co-ed. They did studies on co-ed. But doesn't ed just mean education? Well... I just think of sexy co-eds. So. Sexy co-eds. But see, that, to me, doesn't mean any boys. If I'm thinking of sexy co-eds, it's just a bunch of college girls experimenting with lesbianism. Yeah, but that's just what the internet's taught you. Ah, the internet's taught me so much. Anyway, they did tests on men and women working in the same Mars simulation environment, and they discovered, surprise, surprise, that there's just too much sexual tension. Work is not getting done properly. They think they're going to fix it by sending just the same sex. I don't think that's going to work either. Well, they first said same sex, either all men or all women. So that the next part of this study was to uh, was to observe who worked better together, a group of men or a group of women. Again, not surprisingly, the women came out on top. I like it when they're on top. See, I don't. I get a bit. I, I need to. I need to have a bit more control. <laughs> no, but I just. There still will be end up being sexual tension there. Sexy co-eds. You listen to a lot of stories about like all guys schools and all girls schools. There ends up being a bit of experimentation in a lot of those places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you think the experimentation that these astronauts and scientists are doing in terms of acclimatizing a, a whole new planet is going to be like, yeah, like these are great experiments. But what I really want to do is experiment sexually <laughs> with a same-sex well, partner. You've got to remember, that's where they're going to live and die. That's where they're spending yeah. the rest of their life. That's true. Yeah, you've got a good point there. I mean, just look at prison. Yes, exactly. I, I've often wondered that. Like, 
Apparently, being in prison just turns you into a fucking shower rapist. But I want to know how long you, you're in there before you decide to start fucking each other. Like, is it you just walk in and they're like, hey, dude, uh, now that you're in prison, just like, don't worry about all that stigma. Well, we just fuck each other here. Well, I already know if I ever end up in prison, I know exactly how I'm going to handle it. Go on. Walk up to the biggest guy there, mm-hmm. look him square in the eyes and go, guess I'm your bitch now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because seriously, how? What am I going to do in prison? Yeah. I'm not going to survive in there. No, God. You know, I was at uh, Parramatta Prison interviewing Tex Perkins from the Cruel Sea because he was doing one of those Johnny Cash inspired prison concerts, right? Yep. And uh, it was the first time, I, first and only time, I've ever been in a prison. A lot of things in the prison are disturbing, right? There's this disturbing mm. lack of insulation. Like I can't imagine trying to keep warm during the winter in one of these cells. You know, there's you know, lack of privacy. There's, you know, it, it, it's really ghastly even being in there. But the thing I think that disturbed me the most was that there is lube dispensers in the hallways. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. You sure it's lube? It's condom dispensers as well. Condoms I can understand. Yeah. But lube. I know, it's like, this is happening. See, I think I would be okay in prison if I didn't have to, if I could just have a Kindle. Mm-hmm. or an Xbox, and I should have to stay in my room. Yeah, I, I always think that too. Everyone's like, oh, don't put me in solitary confinement. I'm like, fucking put me straight into solitary confinement. Just throw a couple of books in there and an itty-bitty book light, and I'll be fine. Yeah, give me something to do in there, and yeah, I don't have to deal with anyone. I'll be happy. But I don't want us to be happy, but... Yeah, that's true. Maybe you've got your Xbox, but you can't play any multiplayer games, you know? Maybe that's the punishment. I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, but they don't need to know that. All right, we're taking this dark again. What is wrong with us this week? Well, I mean, we talked about the Xbox. Do we want to keep talking about video games? Yes. Now, you actually went out and got Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I did. I did. Uh, what do you think? Okay, so what I did, I, I, I've been watching the trailer since, since you mentioned it. I watched the trailer for Assassin's Creed Origin, right? Mm. And I must say, it looks damn good. Yes, right? it really does. So I've decided that I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that a go. Right, because it, it just looks like a beautiful game, and ancient Egypt is, you know, that's just cool. So I decided to go back and watch all the trailers for the other Assassin's Creed games because, like, if I've already kind of decided that I might play one, I may as well just play one right now. Yeah, they are all the same game. Sure. Yeah, and I thought this uh, Syndicate looked quite good because uh, the old Jack the Ripper setting, uh, but it's mm. eighty-five bucks, and Black Flag was thirty bucks, so it won. Yeah. But I must say, I'm enjoying being a pirate. Hmm. See, the thing about Assassin's Creed games, and because I, I know why that they're still calling them Assassin's Creed and still trying to tie it in, it's because the name sells. Yeah, yeah. But if you take the Assassin's Creed part out of it and just here's a pirate story, I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it, they're good games. Look, it seems a little bit light on story so far, but if it keeps being fun to just be a pirate, and then I'm okay with that. Yep. Like, yeah, that's the... A lot of it is collectibles in those games is just ridiculous. Right. If you can get yourself not worrying about that and then just be a pirate. Okay, sure. It's a good game. Okay. But okay. yeah, because I think what that, that one's got feathers. It's yep. got sea chanties. It's got chests everywhere. It's Yeah, at the moment I'm just running around an island opening chests. So should I, yep. should I stop that? You don't really need to. Okay. All right, good to know. Like it's still, you still need to open a few to get like, um, if you want to upgrade your weapons and get money and things like that. But can I ever take off that big heavy jacket and just go back to that cool little vest with no shirt that I was wearing when the game started? Unfortunately, no. Or not that I know of. Mm. I never change my clothes in those games because it requires effort. I uh, I change Lara Croft's clothes quite a bit when I play when I play with her. Well. Those clothes in the Lara Croft game gave you different abilities, so mm. I can understand yeah, that. that's one of the reasons I changed them. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. But yeah, so far, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What are you playing at the moment? Um, I just finished, for the second time, Lego Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Is Lego Jurassic World better than the movie Jurassic World? Yes. Great. I feel like Lego games. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I've been on a bit of a Lego game bender at the moment for the last seven or eight years yeah but no uh in the last two weeks i've completed three lego games which ones uh lego ninjaro 
movie? Oh, yeah. Video game? That, that looks one. like a good movie, man. I want to see that. Um, the game was, I think, too easy. Okay. Right. And I also finished Lego City Undercover, which I think was the what which actually came out before Lego Ninjaro, but that was too hard. Okay. <laughs> sure. So I think they I think they worked out with Lego City that it was a bit too hard. All the collectibles and hundred percent was really hard to yeah. get around and then Lego was too easy. So I think they're trying to find a nice in between. So the next one might be spot on. Mm. And then I played Lego Jurassic World because it was on sale on the 360 and I've only played it on the Xbox One, so I got the 360 version to finish that one. Nice. For I think the only Lego games that I played were the... Star Wars? The Star Wars ones. And I got both, yep. the uh, the first three and the next three. Yeah. And they were they were hella fun, man. The Lego games are. There's just something about them. They're like... Because they're, they're not designed for... They're designed for kids to play, so yeah. they're not hard, and the humour in it is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, especially with the Star Wars games, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but there's not that many great Star Wars video games. There's no. a couple that are really good, but this was almost like what I've wanted this whole time mm. in a Star Wars game. Because if you go back and look at the old Star Wars games, you've got X-Wing, Was I enjoyed those games, but then yeah. you sort of get out of flight sims and stuff yeah yeah then there was the platformers on like nintendo and super nintendo they were terrible <laughs> yeah yeah i had some platformers of the old ones on uh, on the amiga that were pretty shit yeah they were just played them a lot throw star wars on this and yep people are going to give us money for it and we'll play them and back then you played them to death because that's all you had exactly man i i think we've talked about it on this podcast before but I had the Return of the Jedi game for Amiga, and it was three different levels that just repeated and got harder. The first level, you were Lando in the Millennium Falcon trench run, right? The second level, you were Chewie in the... Uh, Walk, yep. Yep. And then you were, I think, Leia on the, on the speeder bike, right? Yep. And it's like, sorry, at any point am I going to play Luke fucking Skywalker, the hero of the goddamn movie? Doesn't appear in the game. No idea why. What else was there? What are other games out there? There was... Shadow of the... Not Shadow of the Mind's Eye. Was it Shadow? No. Uh, Shadow of the Empire. Shadow of the Empire. That was an okay game. Yeah. That was weird. That how a book got made into a game back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then there's just sort of been nothing. So was Battlefront, and then there's... Battlefront's yeah, fun. Really... Matt will yeah, argue for but... Knights of the Old Republic, I'm sure, but... Oh, I love that game. Yeah, I never played it. The online one, no, was terrible. But there's been, yeah, no real... They're meant to be making a lot, but I haven't seen any. Mm. EA's got the license, and they were meant to be going a little bit crazy. Yeah. But they've released one, and the second one comes out soon, but there's no... Open world one? Mm. Well, I know Huey had a meeting with EA last week, but she wouldn't tell me what it was about. So It's probably due about um, Souls Battlefront 2. I'm hoping so, because it, uh, it looks fucking great. Because the beta for that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that, because it actually has a single player this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it does. And evidently, it's releasing with more content than the entire game had in total with all its DLC. That <laughs> uh, wouldn't be hard. That, it was a fun game, but it did not last long Correct. at all. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was, it was very fun, but there was just not a lot to it. Yep. And I think if you tried to get a game now, you will struggle. So I, uh, I downloaded an iOS game this week, which I, I don't do. I don't even have a games folder on my iPhone anymore, so it's sitting, it's sitting on a page all on its own. But I downloaded the 8-bit Stranger Things game. I saw that Matt posted that on our Instagram and said, you must play this. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Now, you watched Stranger Things, right? In the yes. End. I know um, you were a little behind. Yes. I'm going to be a bit more on top of it this time around. Yeah, good. Did you happen to see this article about the Stranger Things themed bar that Netflix shut down? 
No. Okay. Did they shut it down? Well, they sent them a cease and desist letter, but it's the funniest and best cease and desist letter that's possibly ever been sent. So this was in Chicago, pop-up bar that was Stranger Things themed. I mean, I, I can't think of what it would be. Christmas lights up, I assume. Yeah. But they got sent this, uh, they got sent this hilarious letter. Danny and Doug, assuming that they're the people that own the, the bar. Yep. My walkie-talkie is busted, so I had to write this note instead. I heard you launched a Stranger Things pop-up bar in your Logan Square location. Look, I don't want you to think that I'm a total wasteoid, but unless I'm living in the Upside Down, I don't think we had a deal with you for this pop-up. <laughs> We're not going to go full Dr. Brenner on you, but we just ask that one, you don't extend the pop-up beyond its six weeks run in September, and two, you reach out for permission if you plan to do something like this again. Okay. We love our fans more than anything, but you should know that Demi Gorgon is not always as forgiving. So please don't make us call your mum. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a the publicity that they're getting from the bar's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also you don't want people to run with it and just think they can do anything. Yeah, they that's want, right. So. If you're licensing something, then someone gets money and someone gets a license. That's how that works. Yeah. So just to go, hey, look, let let your six weeks run, but if you do it again, let us know and we Sounds like they probably can work something out. Yeah, pretty cool, right? I mean, they're they're being pretty cool about it. Mm, they're not being Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo are evil. Man, I've worked for Netflix on two occasions now, just doing very, very, very small jobs, and uh, they're fucking pricks, man. Like they are. I, I, yeah. This surprises me of how nice they're being because they are a nightmare to deal with. Maybe it's just the branch that you're working. Yeah. You've worked with. Yeah. I'm actually liking it. Netflix is actually quite good in Australia at the moment. Well, it's, it's getting better. Okay. There's still a lot that we don't have. But um, things like, because we don't have a million different streaming services here, Netflix and we've got Netflix, we've got two, Netflix and Stan, they're actually getting content that, like, in America you can't get. Wow. Because, uh, like, the new Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. To get that in America, you have to sign up to CBS's, I yeah. think it is, new streaming service. But in Australia, we don't have CBS streaming service, so Netflix has it. Right. Yeah, sure. So things like that are working out well for us. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. I, uh, I, don't, I don't worry too much about that these days because I, uh, I found a VPN who, uh, who hasn't been blocked by Netflix yet. Ooh, after this, can you send it to me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Mm. Uh, so I've been enjoying some Netflix. And actually, I didn't get it for Netflix. I got it because Ken Burns, the documentary filmmaker, has done a 10-part documentary film on the Vietnam War, which he spent mm -hmm. a decade making, right? Oh, wow. And it's on PBS.com in America and not available anywhere else. And I was like, right, I've got to watch this. I really, really want to see this. So, uh, But I thought if I'm going to subscribe to a VPN, I... I want to find one that I can use for other things too. Other things, yeah. yeah. So, so PBS, that's a, it's free. You could watch it for free Correct. if you're in America. Yes, yes. But it also means, Luke, it also means that I can finally watch pornography again. Oh, God. <laughs> How long has it been now? Oh, two and a half years. You don't have to go searching in dodgy oh. sites anymore. Yeah, I know. It just reminds me of how good porn can be. Everyone's not. Oh. The actors are. Maybe cut that. <laughs> Maybe say. <laughs> I'll beep it. Audience can think what they want. So we got to there from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to go from there straight into sex toy news? Because we got some sex toy news this week. Yes. Yes, we do. Well, what do you do? When you need a new toy to put inside of you You listen to Sex Toy News Sex Toy News So I wasn't aware of this But there's, there's a specific type of sex toy that's out there now Called smart sex toys Which are basically sex toys that are on the internet Yep Getting to the point where you can actually like buy a, a blowjob machine <laughs> and you can sort of put it on your penis and then you can download the details of some porn star and it'll sort of sync up with the video you're watching. Wow. 
it's getting crazy what it can do. If they could mix that with augmented reality too, so that that porn star is in my house, then, mm-hmm. you know, take my money. You know what I mean? Yep. That's not true. I've, I've never ever paid for pornography. No. But apparently now uh, with these smart sex toys, hackers are able to activate them from outside your house. Yeah, because it would just be... Uh... They'd all have the same name and they would just be... They'd try and connect to Wi-Fi networks or Bluetooth, so they'd be sort of easy to find. Yeah. So I've... Uh, I My eye got caught on this metro.co.uk article because of the headline, Hackers can detect your butt plug from outside your house and turn it on. And I was like, okay, well, you know. I mean, if it's, if it's inside you anyway, it's probably already on. Yeah. But... I followed through. So the one that they're specifically talking about in this article, which I assume is the one that has, it has been done on, right, mm. is called the Love Sense Hush. It's a butt plug that is on the internet. And basically you can use it uh, for solo play, foreplay on someone else, or what they call discrete public play, which is when your partner wears it all day. Ah, yes. You can just turn it on and off as you see fit. So I guess that's really the danger, is if that, that if you're wearing it just in case your partner decides to turn it on, then hackers might come and turn it on anyway. But, I mean, that said, maybe you want that. Like, maybe that's not yeah. a bad thing. That could be interesting to some people. Then again, maybe this is crossing into weird territory because maybe turning on somebody's butt plug when they don't know that you are doing that is like raping someone when they're unconscious. See, what they should be able to do, because this happens a lot with Bluetooth things. Like, once you sort of sync up to stuff, they don't really change the password. Mm, right. So maybe you need to have something where you can rename... Once you sync it up, you have control to rename the device and change the password. And that'll sort of... Yeah, so you just change it to Natalie's butt plug. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually Julie's. Yeah, yeah. Just to throw people off. But it's sort of weird with Bluetooth, like, because when you sync up, like, a headset or something, you it'll come with, like, your password, if it does ask password, it's, like, four zeros, but there's no option to change that. Yeah, right. I'll be honest, I don't really use Bluetooth. I use it for headphones and my watch, and that's it. Mm. And and in the car. To sync your phone to the stereo in the car? Yes. Yeah, see, my, my car, when I had a car, had a plug, so that was fine. Sorry, a uh, a headphone jack, I mean. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about plugs, so I just didn't want to. <laughs> so uh, beware. If you're, uh, if, you're, if you're wearing a butt plug that is online and you are leaving yourself open to cybercrime. My butt plug is not online. Luke, did you hear about the archaeological discovery that they made this week? Like I heard about something like that. Luke, they have legit found Santa's grave. Santa's dead? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Aww. But that means he's real. So that's good. But, but, but yeah, but he's dead, which means he can't bring me presents. No, that's true. Well, I mean, he died uh, in uh, 343 AD. Right? Ah, okay. So that was a, so while, a while ago. ago. Yeah. Or um, 343 CE for all you bleeding heart lefty pinkos out there. But um, <laughs> he's, he's been dead for a while. Uh, and I assume his, his elves have continued on his, uh, his legacy. And that's why we still get gifts. So what, why do they think it's... Santa Claus or Saint Nick? Yeah, so so yes, yeah, so you're exactly right. It's Saint Nicholas, who the whole Santa Claus uh, character is based based on. Um, they discovered a tomb that was roughly where some old text had said it should be, and so uh, based on what they've discovered, they're kind of pretty certain that this is it. At what stage mm. after someone's buried somewhere? Are you allowed to just go and dig them up and say it's, it's archaeology? Okay. It's archaeology. <laughs> that is a very good question. Like, what's the time frame? I've never understood. Like, could I go down to the cemetery now and just dig up someone's buried yesterday? And go, it's all right, archaeologist. Yeah, and and you could argue like, come on, there's a difference here. I mean, digging up one of the pharaoh's tombs, but how how close to burying that pharaoh did you have to be? All right. Yeah. They get buried with a lot of gold and shit. Could I have down, gone down the next day with a shovel and been like, I'm doing archaeology? Yeah, I've just never understood that. Like, and then they they take everything out, and the gold goes yeah. around, and the body, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sort of like, so someone's buried. Yeah, you should leave them where they are. Okay with that? Yeah, with their gold because it's 
there. Yeah, you raise a very good point, Luke. And I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, no one's ever been able to give me an answer for that. <laughs> well, let's, okay, let's work it out then, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't go to someone who's been freshly buried. You can't, no. you can't dig up a fresh grave. That's, that's wrong. Yep. And I would say you definitely can't, you still can't dig up a grave of anyone who died in the 20th century, right? Yeah. Someone who might still have a kid who's alive. Yeah. Could you yeah. could you dig up a, a Wild West grave? Well, I think there's a difference between digging up a body and digging up a grave. Right. So I think because digging up a body and finding a body, digging it up and moving it, that I understand. Okay. But the second something's a graveyard and that's someone's grave and it's, yeah, like with St. Nick's grave here. Yep. Like that's a tomb. That's where it's meant to be. Okay, so you think... Is it all right to look, but is but not not touch? Like, is it okay to go? Okay, guys, we've found Saint Nick's grave. It's important to humanity to know our origins and understand where we came from. So we've taken some notes, we've taken some pictures, but obviously we're not going to fucking dig up the body because that'd just be weird and creepy. But no, and then once you've sort of taken a few pictures, taking your notes, seal it back up, yep. back up, and leave it like you found it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> leave it like you found it. I think. That's what we learned when we used to go bushwalking when we were kids. And I think that can yep. apply to a lot more things in life. But yeah, it just seems a bit wrong to walk in and go, oh, you've got a lot of gold here. That's now mine. <laughs> okay, so this is a very interesting thought that I had during the week, right? And I tried to find online uh, by just doing a little bit of research myself and I couldn't find a satisfying answer. What okay. do you reckon the rules are about finding buried treasure? So this is leaving grave aside, right? If mm-hmm. I dig up a treasure, is that treasure now mine? Or do I have to like hide it and funnel the money away and black market and laundering and all well, that shit? Well, there are sort of two options. Mm-hmm. One is the way you just described. I think we need to play the cripple crimes jingle here. I'll get Matt to put it in the Dropbox. Yeah. While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's cripple crimes. There are two ways. One is the way where you basically you are stealing it, so you're trying to funnel out and you're not telling anyone. The other way is actually just to report that to the police. Right, okay. And you go, look, I found this. They will then do a search and try and see if they can find out the owner. Yeah, but if I'm not talking can't... about, like, someone's buried a suitcase of money. I'm talking about, like, fucking doubloons and shit, man. Yep, it's the same thing. Okay. If they can't find an owner, it goes to you. Like if the pirate who buried this in the 17th century comes and claims it, yep. how long do you get, do you reckon, before it, they're like... I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. But I think it may be, depending on the amount and what it is, maybe a month. A month? Okay, I could wait a month. Because the reason I was thinking about this is because I've come to the conclusion now that at my age and where I'm at in my career... Having any more money than I currently already have is only going to happen if I stumble upon a buried treasure. Yeah. So I've been giving this a lot of thought. Because yeah, if you just take it and don't tell anyone and you get caught, it's you are technically stealing. Mm. Mm. It's like um, there was even a case of a woman once who was at a casino. Yeah. I forget if she saw a dollar left in the machine or found a dollar on the floor and put it in a machine. Yeah. But she won the huge feature. Yeah. And when they came to give her the money, she's it was amazing. Like, I just... They didn't have any money. I just pushed a button and it was there and I won. And they're, well, we can't give it to you. Oh. Because, yeah, it's... Wow. You, you technically stole that money, so it's not <laughs> yours. Oh, man. She was like, no, I think- sorry, I was kidding. I think they came to a deal as well. Oh, I think man. they came to a deal and instead of giving a million, she got like 10000 or something. Yeah, I've right. also heard other stories with poke machines as well where it's uh, press for luck. And then that guy's press won the money. So, well, that's my press. So that's, yeah, I win that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah. some people are dicks, and, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Press for what luck. What happens if I suspect that there's a buried treasure on a certain plot of land and then I buy that land? Um, you don't... 
you own like the top of the land. I don't know how far underneath you are. Let me Google this because I'm assuming that a lot of these pirates buried their treasure in a bit of a hurry. So like, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have very dug deep, deep right? Uh, how deep land do you own? I think this is very much dependent on where you live. Yeah. Well, let me just, let me look in like England and America is kind of like, uh, can't, can't the internet ever just give you a straight answer on something? Yeah. Um, let's see. Because I know that if you discover oil on your land, like providing you've pumped it before anyone else, you own it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you? Is that a thing? You own any water that runs under your property in the US and Western. Blah, 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 blah. Mineral rights are sold separately to the rest of the property. So nothing in there about buried treasure. Hmm. You can't pump toxic waste deep into the ground. Okay, I would, wouldn't have thought you could, but that's all right. Yeah, I can't find a straight answer. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's one of those things that. Yeah, I don't. But I don't think you can just dig it up and go. It's mine, and just. I think hmm. it's sort of tough. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I think I would do the right thing and still just try and report it to police and go, look, I found this. Can you please not search too hard to find the owner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a look, but don't have a good look. Yeah. Yeah. And please don't say that your brother's, it's your brother's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really want to find a treasure, Luke. I just, I really do. Let's start digging some holes. Yeah, I also don't think you just go out and start digging holes. Yeah, that's true too. People tend to look at you a bit weird. What if you find Nazi gold? Surely that's up for grabs. Surely a Nazi can't come and claim his gold. Well, well, that's the whole thing. Like, you, you don't, it, you don't know who owns the gold at the moment. Mm. Like, it might have been someone else who came across it. Who, it's theirs, and they've buried it there. Don't bury stuff in the ground. Uh, you it's know a what? Terrible I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start mining gold. I think that's the only way. Where are you going to mine? I don't know. How do you tell? I never know how you fucking mine to begin with. How do you know when where to dig a mine? Radar? Okay, fine. Today they've got radar. They've probably got satellite shit. They can do that. What What about 100 years ago and then beyond? How did people in the, uh, in the Iron Age find iron? I mean, it's just inconceivable to me. Yep, yeah, no, 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 no. Not a clue. No. We could not survive back in that time. Oh, God, no. I can't survive now. See, sometimes I get really romanticizing about the the Stone Age, you know what I mean? And I start thinking, like, there'd be none of this and none of that. But then I realize, well, there's also no antibiotics or running water. Yeah. Like, you, you live to 20 and that's it. You've had a good run. <laughs> yeah, but that's not because... That's because you probably will get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Like, humans could still or- potentially live as long. And humans were healthier. Unless you stubbed your toe and got an infection. Well, that's that's true too. That's right. I've I've got I've worked out. I've, I'm starting to get scared <laughs> about dying. Oh, really? Because I've always said sixty. I'm going to make it to sixty, and that'll be it. Yeah. I remembered how old I was. Yeah, you're a fair bit of the way there now. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, not oh, really. Dear. You've got you're you're only all, you're only just over halfway. And when no, you think I'm, about I'm, it, you've had a pretty like long life like if i look back like when i was like five years old that seems like a very very long time ago yeah but i'm closer to two-thirds of the way there than halfway it's not long to wear 40 yeah that's true when do we grow up that's what i still need to understand i don't know like i know we've discussed this in the past but when i was young i'd look at adults and see they're responsible yeah and there's they certain types of people right i certainly don't feel like i'm one of them yet no Still, still don't know when that happens. Yeah, I'm a little scared by that thought, actually. Just something to end on. I was in Indonesia during the week, uh, yep. but I, I was on the island of Java. But nearby, on the island of Sumatra, uh, that I have travelled to before, but thankfully not to this part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. They, the villagers on a palm oil plantation, encountered an eight meter long snake. I'm out. I don't know if you can see this thing, Luke. It's fucking enormous. I, I, 
I don't want to. I, I, I don't, I'm not scared of snakes, but... Well, you should be scared of this one. I'm just opening the link now. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not so much the length. <laughs> it's how thick it is. Big fucking snake. So we've... Uh... It looks like park crocodile. Yeah, I know. It's terrifying, right? And we've uh, we've reported on strange and enormous animals in Indonesia on this podcast before, right? I mean... There was a giant worm that turned out to be a beached whale that was freaking everyone out at a certain point. But uh, but this is just a snake that's gotten really, really big. And mm. one guy came across it in the, in the jungle and decided to fight it. What? So there was a scuffle between this either incredibly brave or incredibly stupid man and this python, this 7.8 meter, that's 26 feet long python who was only the fight was only over once the villagers came to his rescue um i'm just trying how do you fight a python yeah they don't go into specifics and i'm not entirely sure what i do know is that it bit his hand so badly they're gonna have to amputate it now oh god but on the plus side the villagers ate the snake as you do i always wanted to try snake yeah i've uh i've never tried it either hmm I'm always happy. I will try everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like you, Luke. I, I think certain things kind of turn my stomach when I think about them. But, but, but I'm not morally against eating any one animal over another animal. I mean, I think a lamb is fucking adorable, and I'll still eat one of them. Yeah. No, there's always things like eyeballs and stuff. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to like them, and they make me feel a bit wrong to even think about it. But I still, if someone put it in front of me, I'd give it a try. I've eaten eyeballs, not. Not human eyeballs, to be clear. No, I wasn't talking about human eyeballs. I, I may draw the line at eating human. <laughs> I hope you draw the line at eating human. <laughs> Although, not for moral reasons, it's just really bad for you. Yeah, it's too much salt, isn't it? Yeah, it's too much something. But also that you'd have uh, to yes. probably kill a human to, to eat it. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. But I will try anything else that's safe to eat. Hmm. You ever eaten crocodile? Yes. I like crocodile actually. I've done I've done pretty much all the Australian animals. All <laughs> like not all of them. But kangaroo, emu, crocodile. Yeah. Didn't care for ca- uh, emu. See, I don't like kangaroo. Yeah, it's a it's a weird meat. Yeah, it is a weird meat and I find it I find it just a bit too full on. Mm. I like it. We're I think the only country in the world that eats our national animals. Yeah, well, they they certainly can't eat the national animal in Scotland. The national animal is the unicorn. Unicorn. Yep, I found that out this week. But I would eat a unicorn, given the chance. Oh, hell yeah. I'm pretty sure I've eaten horse. We probably all have at one stage. I've mm. had some hamburger patties that were a bit questionable. Mm. And, yeah, horse isn't actually bad for you. No, it's, it's not, providing that it, uh, it's lived and died with the same quality... As, yeah. as the cattle that you eat every day. Yeah. I ate an unidentified meat when I was in China. You know when you're eating meat, you, you kind of know what meat you're eating. I, I, yeah. I ate an unidentifiable meat once and then just, it was just, it was the unknowing that mm. made me feel a bit queasy. Yeah, I ate something in Thailand. I have no idea what it was because we're at, a beach thing mm-hmm. and there was a barbecue and it was I walked up and I went I'll have some of that yeah, and some of that and she went you don't want this one oh. and I went give it to me <laughs> yeah. so yeah so one thing was chicken feet which okay. chicken feet are okay and it's fairly common here actually Yeah, and then the other thing I have no idea what it was what, what do you suspect it might be I just don't really think about it fair enough was it tasty it was nice i enjoyed it okay one thing i did enjoy when i was in japan was i ate garlic chicken hearts okay i didn't eat that in japan but i have eaten a chicken heart at a brazilian restaurant what did you think uh bloody because yeah i actually got seconds did you yeah i do think i have a little bit of a psychological barrier for for things that aren't just plain meat, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the hard, you just need to get past it. Yeah, and then once you try it, it's fine. It, it's the whole children have that problem more more than 
anyone else where mm. they think they don't like it so they don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Even though they've never tried it. Yeah, I think I never quite grew out of that. In mm. uh, I go to the Philippines a lot and there's there's a lot of food there that is very, very foreign to me based on my upbringing and uh, some of it I've tried and some of it I haven't. There's like yeah. I've, I've eaten insect larvae there uh, mm-hmm. which is okay actually. It's not bad. But there's one thing Just, that I won't eat, which is like, it's almost their national dish. It's called balut. And it's uh, basically, you know when we have eggs, they're unfertilized eggs. Yeah. In the Philippines, they wait until the egg has been fertilized and the chick has grown in it. And then they, they eat it. Okay. So it's, it's a combination of eating an egg and eating chicken. In chicken. Yeah. But um, the way that you do it is you... You, you cook it in whatever way you cook it. You crack the egg open and you drink out the juice first, right? And apparently the juice is delicious. And then you pull off the shell and you have the chick staring back up at you. Okay. And you hold on to the bottom of the shell and you eat the chick from the head down. Okay. I... Will, if I ever come across it, I'll try it, but I'm not going to go... That's the other thing. I'm not going to go out of my way to try <laughs> weird things. When are you coming I'm not over? going hunting for that now. <laughs> yeah, I can hardly blame you. I, I, I wouldn't do it. And everyone's going like, dude, it is dead set delicious. And I'm like, I don't distrust you. I'm sure it is, mm. but I'm not putting a baby chick in my mouth. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But no, I would do it. Oh, I purchased something stupid this week. Actually, I purchased it months ago. Go on. What'd you get? The mini Super Nintendo. Nah, man, you, you can't be blamed for that. Like, I, I looked at that and I thought, maybe. It's, it was released and I brought it on the day they announced it and pre-orders were available. And then it arrived last week and it sat there in the box. Okay, so you haven't opened it yet. Fucking, well, that's why no. you're disappointed. Play it, man. You're not going to have the buyer's just, remorse once you're fucking in there. Yeah, I think I still will. Maybe. The, the one game I want to play on it. Zelda. Zelda. Mm-hmm. And there's some other games that look okay on there, but then I just go, or I could play my computer or Xbox and have good graphics and get achievements. That's true, but I do have a, a really romantic soft spot for the old retro games i i I really still do i do as well you know i've I've got the scum vm sitting here on my desktop right now ready to play all the old lucas arts games you know and then yep i've got them there and i think about it and then i just (laughs) no just can't bring myself to do it because a lot of the times they're not as good as i remember yeah that that is true you do run that risk although sometimes they are and that that is a magical moment like when I played through Day of the Tentacle this year, and this is before I realized they did a re-release of it, right? <laughs> I just played it through the old version, the scum version, and it's, it's a great game, and I got probably more enjoyment out of it than I ever had. Yeah. But they are releasing a mini Commodore 64. Yes, I saw that one, and I just... I don't have the big draw to that as other people would. Neither, because I didn't actually own one. And I think you no. were the same. You had the Apple, right? The Macintosh? Y- yes. And I had the Amiga 500. So, like, the, the, the Commodore, it's... I know, I've i played buttons before, and yeah. it's like, I thought it was really cool how you put the tape into play, but there's no <laughs> yeah. games that jump out at me that I remember using, and... So, yeah, it's just... Oh. It's sort of cool, but not for me. I'll say this. If they do bring out a mini Amiga 500, I'll pay... I'll pay probably a lot of money for that. So if you're listening, and I know you are, steal that idea. Just make sure that I can get one. I'm pretty sure they will because they're coming out with a mini everything at the moment. Yeah, but I don't know if the Amiga was kind of as well known. It doesn't. It it hasn't stood the test of time in popular culture quite mm. so much as you know the SNES or the the 64 or anything like that from that era. It's kind of it was a little fringy. One thing I think is a little bit bullshit with all these mini consoles that they're bringing out mm. they're only releasing with like very limited games yeah it should be the entire like catalog right and it should be for like you're not going to be selling these games anymore 
Like, yeah. Because that console doesn't exist, so you're not going to be doing another run of them. And That's So right. just throw your entire on catalog there. on yeah. there. Because here's the thing. If I buy a mini Amiga 500, I want it to have every game I ever loved and every game mm. I never got to play. Yep, just throw them all on there. Or even if you do it, have the... You don't do that, but have the ability to buy more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Instead of just that's it, you have have an online store where you can spend five dollars and pick up a couple more games. Yep, yep. I mean, look, Amiga. I'll admit it. I owe you some money. I pirated a lot of my games when I was a kid. I bought a lot too, well, but I could really only afford to get two a year. Well, back then, most games were. That's what everyone did back then for yeah. games because if I if I met a new person and discovered they had an Amiga, the next time I went to their house, I would have a box of blank discs. Yep. And you just copy everything they had and away you go. Yep. But games were really expensive back then. Yeah, they were. And also we were incredibly poor back then. But like I remember like Sega Mega Drive games were still 100 bucks, 800 dollars back then. Yeah. That's a lot of money back yeah, then. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, prices just have not changed in Australia ever. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I still faced paying $85 for Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which came out how many years ago? Two years at least? Yep. You could have picked it up. You brought it online, like yeah. digital copy? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's no stores here, man. You could have got it cheaper on eBay or something, yeah. but it's just easier. You wanted to play something. I wanted to play it immediately. Yep. I've even got to that point. I was in a bookstore the other day and I was looking at the new releases and I saw a book that I've been waiting to come out that had come out. I went, oh, great. Now, I could have taken that to the counter, but I didn't. Yep. I went outside and I bought it on my Kindle standing outside the bookshop. That's why stores are going to go out of business. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, but I still love bookstores, but I can't just buy every book. I mean, I'm actually banned from buying books in this house. Because you have too many. Correct. I have a lot. And I've got I've got boxes of books in this room as well yeah. that are just there. And I'm sort of like, I don't want to get rid of them because I books. love them. Yeah. But they take up a lot of space and yeah. We have a staff member who's left recently to go and work. Uh, they're a designer. They've gone to work in print instead. But people still, it's still... A- Medium that some people use. <laughs> that can be their slogan. Books. It's uh, still a medium that some people use. I don't know who. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.